Welcome NEC fans to day three of the NCAA Diversity and Inclusion Social Media Campaign, where we will discuss the institutional and individual responsibilities for strengthening belonging and inclusive excellence. Today, we are pleased to be joined by Alexis Watson, NEC's very own DEIMB advisor, as well as our very own Lisa Archbald, NEC's Associate Commissioner for Compliance and Governance and uh, SWA to have a conversation about the DE&I initiatives and the significant role they have conference-wide. Let's meet Alexis and Lisa. Hi, everyone. I'm Alexis Watson. As Adrian said, I'm the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion Advisor for the NEC. I've been with the NEC um, in varying capacities since 2018, but this is probably my favorite capacity. Um, so super excited to be here today. Awesome. Thank uh, you, Alexis. Like Adrian said, my name is Lisa. I work with a lot of different areas of the NEC, and one of the ones that I'm most passionate about is our DE&I. Um, I've been with the conference office for over 10 years now. Amazing, and thanks again um, so much for uh, just freeing up some time in your busy schedules to, to take part in this conversation, right? Um, and we're gonna be talking about a shared responsibility, right? So I wanna open up this conversation asking, what role does education play in creating an inclusive environment within college athletics? Yeah, so I, I can start. Um, I think everything that we do um, as people who work in, in college athletics is about the holistic formation of human beings, right? And yes, that happens to be through the lens of athletics um, and competition, but more importantly, we're preparing young adults to be contributors to society, right? Um, and a big part of that is being able to go out into the world and interact appropriately with people who are different from us and people who have different experiences and different needs. Um, and so education, specifically DEI um, education, is, is so crucial to that mission of, of developing young adults, right? Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I think education is the key because I can speak from a personal standpoint is that I didn't know what I didn't know. Um, we go through life in our own skin and we have our own um, experiences. And so I, you know, assume that everything has my experience. Well, unless I'm educated and understand some, even my biases that I don't even know about, and I don't really, I'm not educated on other people's experiences and other avenues, then I walk through this world almost closed-minded. So I think that education, just to open people's eyes about different walks of life, different struggles, different areas, is just a huge part of DE&I. Um, and I think it's it's the foundation of what we do. Awesome. Yeah, totally agree. I love that, uh, Alexis, what you were saying. Um, the education is so pivotal because when you step off your campus and into your professional life, the, the, more, the more and more people you come across, the more environments you put yourself in, it prepares you to to uh, behave in a manner and and treat others in a manner that that is, you know, appropriate for for that environment. And the same thing, what you said, Lisa, right? Um, we don't know what we don't know. So um, the education never stops. It's like this lifelong learning 
of, of perspective and background and, and culture, right? So um, awesome, well put. Um, thank you guys. Um, so that leads me into my next question, and that is how important is leadership? How important is accountability in advancing inclusive spaces in college athletics? I'll start with this one. I think leadership is the key to this, and I can kind of talk a little bit about what we do at the NEC. When we started our strategic plan, we had DNI as a part of a student athlete experience, and we had a very vocal leader on one of our campuses said, no, this should be one of our pillars of our strategic plan. It shouldn't be a subsection. And because of that leader speaking out, we made DNI. Um, as one of the pillars, we have four pillars in our strategic plan and made sure that not only the NEC is walking it, that all of our institutions have this as a part of what we're doing as a conference. And that doesn't happen without the leadership stepping up and making this a priority. So I do think that is very important. And then there's the aspect accountability. If you put this in your strategic plan, it's something that you have to look at every day. And for us at the NEC, we don't do anything if it doesn't align with our strategic plan. If we're doing something and we can't justify that it aligns with our strategic plan, we shouldn't be doing it. So the accountability is that we always are working through the strategic plan and making sure, hey, are we setting, are we setting ourselves up to, to make the strategic plan work? And what are the areas we're doing that within DNI? So I couldn't uh, stress how important the leadership and the accountability is in this area. I adding on to that, and I, Lisa, I think that that's a great note, right? Um, but adding on to that, I'll say there's a lot of different ways to do DEI work, and I think it's all important, right? Because there are some things that you know may seem small, um, but you're still kind of raising awareness about the things that need to be talked about or, you know, um, but I believe that the most impactful DEI work is oftentimes around policy um, and that takes leadership to change. Um, and so that type of work needs to be top down. Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, when we think about doing DEI work, whether it's kind of um, doing facility evaluations and seeing, you know, are our um, women's facilities equal to our men's facilities, or whether that's creating policies like a, a transgender inclusion policy, things like that need approval from um, that higher level. I hate to word it that way, but like that's what it is, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, and, and I'll also add that oftentimes some of these things can be controversial too. And so we need leadership to be, to be bought into this um, mission and have everyone on the same page with what the messaging is. And so it's so critical um, if you want to actually foster environments of belonging to have the people who are in charge of those decisions um, on, on board with what you're doing. Awesome. Uh, thank you both. That, that, that was very well put. And this may tie into what we just spoke about my time to this next question. And, and that is in what ways can athletic administrators, right? How can they collaborate with our campus organizations 
um, some of our student groups to strengthen the culture of inclusivity right on campus. Um, just what should this relationship look like? Yeah. So um, first, I'll say that it's it's important for athletic administrators to keep in mind that um, DEI work is involved in everything that we do. Um, I, I think it's really easy to kind of put DEI work in a box sometimes, but every decision that we make um, can potentially have an impact on equity, right? So um, the, the very first thing is that uh, administrators should keep in mind that everything that we do um, has the potential to impact this space. With that being said, um, resources on campus, I think we know can sometimes be thin. Um, and there's no point in kind of like reinventing the wheel or having athletic administrators take on all this work themselves. Um, I think at this point, most campuses have um, a DEI office of some sort or someone outside of the athletic department who is, is doing this work too. And it's so important to um, collaborate with that office so that you're not kind of just like reinventing the wheel, right? Um, also, it's important for a million reasons to work with um, students outside of athletics too. So whether that is the, you know, Black Student Union on campus or um, whether it's a, you know, um, allies group on campus, Creating those partnerships um, is so important because it, it magnifies the work that we do. It, it spreads it to, it spreads it to um, more groups on campus, and it's um, it's just always good to have those partnerships. Yeah. I'm gonna go with what she said. She did a great job. <laughs> yeah, uh, I totally agree, and I think um, what Alexis was getting that was like um, kind of just keeping that communication line open, right? Like rather than trying to reinvent the wheel, as she said, and, and maybe there are some resources that could be spread thin, but connecting with these student groups, right? They're gonna be the most passionate about this. So so um, connecting and collaborating and, and, and communicating with these groups and how they can be supportive, right? From an administrative standpoint, because as Alexis said, um, everything that the administrators do um, can have an impact, will have an impact. And even going back to our previous question, it starts from the top down, right? Um, so so I, I thought that was very well put. Thank you for that. Um, so to kind of follow that up, um, are there any best practices? Uh, is, have you guys seen anything that was very successful um, that has been implemented in any of the athletic programs to promote inclusive, inclusivity? Yeah, I think that there are um, a lot of things that, that we've done at BNEC or things that our, our campuses have done that have been um, really impactful. I will say that um, as a part of our strategic plan, all of our campuses um, are required to have a DEI committee within um, athletics. And those committees are doing um, DEI reviews to see or evaluate how their campuses um, athletic departments are, are doing in this space. I'm really excited to see what comes out of those reviews and what action steps um, need to be taken to, to continue to advance in this space. 
Um, I've also been really excited by uh, our campuses who have um, groups within athletics. So I, you know, I think it's great campuses usually have kind of like a, a general black student union or, or what have you. Um, but we have um, some schools in our conference who have their own groups just for athletes. Um, and being able to create that space is so important and so valuable. Um, so I think that that's a, a really great um, initiative. One of the things that I have seen and that I really have liked, and we kind of talked about it before with leadership and accountability, is making sure the people that are in the decision-making um, are continuing their education. And one of the one things mm -hmm. that we've asked for our institutions to do is our athletic director or our VP of athletics or someone who is a senior administrator who's in a has the level, level of leadership, but those people to attend the NCAA inclusion forum or some other type of continuing education to make sure that they're not stagnant in their learning. Because one of the, the best things that we can do as leaders is continue to grow and learn so that we can support all the things that are happening on campus. Um, because what we've seen is that we have all these people on the boots on the ground that are doing the work that are amazing. But if they don't have a leader who's going to be able to invest in them and change policies and do those things, then it's a lot of times it's not for not, but it doesn't get as much traction. So making sure those people that are in leaders, leadership positions are continuing that education year after year. Can I also add, um, I think to, you know, Lisa, you talked about the people in our departments who are doing boots on the ground, who are doing this work every day, um, being able to give those people a, a seat at the table. I think one thing that works really well, um, and I was recently on a, a hiring committee that, that had this, having someone whose dedicated role in spaces where decisions are being made is to, to think about how this impacts this space. Because like I said earlier, um, I'll say it again, because I think it's important. Every decision we make as administrators, even if we're not thinking it's in the DEI context, has the potential to um, impact DEI. So an example of that would be, say you have a donor who is willing to give money for a new facility and they want a plan of what that looks like. If I'm the AD, I'm going to make sure that there's someone on that committee who is thinking about what do my locker room spaces look like? Are there gender neutral restrooms happening here? Everything that we do, every decision we make has a potential to impact DEI. So making sure that there are people in rooms where decisions are being made whose job is to focus on that is super important. Yeah. In addition to that, I mean, a lot of the things that we think about, even just able body people, like we are able body, we can go upstairs. So having someone to think, what is the access to someone who might be in a wheelchair or has a, some type of physical disability? So I couldn't agree more with Alexis is having people really think about all the different areas when we're making any changes on any area. Amazing. Um, I love that. Just from, from furthering our education to having that dedicated role of someone who's educated in, in, in actively thinking of covering everything that we would need right in this facility planning or or whatever it may be that there is someone dedicated to and dedicated and educated on 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 uh covering all the, all of our bases to make sure that it's inclusive for everybody 
Um, that, that was amazing. Thank you. Um, and Alexis, actually going back to um, how you started off um, that, that question, you mentioned you were eager to see those next steps. Um, and, and so I want to bring that back up and ask, um, what are those specific steps that you were eager to see um, from students, from staffers that will um, promote diversity and inclusion in co college athletics? Sure. So um, the the steps that I were referring to were kind of what results out of um, our campuses DE&I um, reviews. So every campus um, is required to do a, a DE&I review and they'll look at all the different areas through different lenses um, and hopefully come up with a list of, of areas or for improvement. And I think those will look different um, on all of our campuses, but I imagine, um, you know, some areas could be hiring, maybe looking at coaches and, and um, you know, I always think it's important to look at you know, do we have women coaching women's sports? I, you know, I, I don't think, um, I, I don't want to step out of line by saying that, you know, it might not be best to have all male coaching staffs coaching women's teams. Um, you know, it's important to hire and promote women and hire and promote people belonging to, you know, different minoritized communities, right? Um, so that might be one area. It, it may be facility spaces. Do we have better facilities for our men's teams than we do our women's teams? That's important to look at. Um, looking at policies. Do we have a transgender inclusion policy? Do we have a diversity, equity, and inclusion, inclusion statement? Do we have processes um, for students to report if, you know, unfortunately there is a, a, a bias-related incident on campus? Um, this review is an opportunity, um, you know, we've been doing work in this space. Um, and I, I think that the NEC has been doing really great work in this space, um, but there's always room to get better. And so this is an opportunity for us to um, keep pushing forward. Awesome. Um, you actually answered a couple of my follow-up questions. So that, that was perfect. So um, I'm just gonna jump ahead and ask uh, like the final question. Um, so, and you mentioned, and you ended with the NEC, right? So now through the lens of the NEC, um, could either of you share examples of initiatives, programs that have successfully promoted diversity and inclusion in college athletics? Um, I can talk about uh, our speaker series that we've done in the past. Um, so each of our institutions, what we do through SAC, our Student Athlete Advisor Committee, is we ask our SAC, like, what do you wanna hear about? In this, in you know, this year from a speaker, and a lot of times they talk about um, diversity, equity, inclusion. So we've had speakers come to each of our institutions and speak about that. Previously, also, um, I do think there's a huge correlation between mental health and belonging. And so last year we had our speaker who came and talked about mental health. And one of the things that we're passionate is where are we spend our money. So we really look to hire speakers of color. Um, and hire speakers that look like our student athletes. So that's something that we have been very, very intentional in doing. Um, so I think that has been one of the things that has been very successful. Additionally, whenever we have a speaker, we also give additional grant money to our institutions to say, we don't want a speaker just to come in and say, hey, this is it. And then the student athletes be, and the coaches just be left in this space of what do we do with this information that we have. So we also give grant money to follow up on whatever that speaker series is so that the institutions can apply that money and help continue the conversation, um, which has been really helpful. 
So I think those are two specific things that the NEC has done that I've seen a lot of people have great feedback on. I'm sure Alexis has some other ones as well. Yeah, thank you, Lisa. Also, other initiatives include bringing in Jen Fry to do um, DEI education for all of our um, head coaches across the conference, and also um, partnering with We Coach for our uh, women's coaches, um, and partnering with five other conferences for the Women's Leadership Forum. I'll just add, and, and Lisa touched on it earlier, um, DEI is a pillar of the NEC's strategic plan. Um, so obviously this is a, a space that is super important to us. Um, I will say to kind of, you know, brag about the NEC, um, that strategic plan has um, 10 ongoing tactics. Um, and we have, um, I, I don't want to say we've met them because they're obviously ongoing. Um, some of those things include like required education every few years. So those are things that we're going to continue to do. Um, but we have met um, those tactics, uh, which is a really big deal. And I think just goes to show um, how important this is to us that we have met and are continuing to work to continue to meet all those tactics. Thank you. And that is all the time we have for today. Thank you, NEC fans, for joining us as we recognize the administrators who dedicate their time to the goals of diversity, equity, inclusion, and belonging within our conference. We will see you next time. Thank you. Thank you.